Find me, gag me, take me to the bunny ranch. People dying, kill me in the packing house. Even you have to win sometimes, dear. <coughs> this is this is this is the sound check. All right, now uh, now 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 the mics are hot. Oh, okay. yeah, we're, do, we're we're done with the sound check. Oh, geez, you're I, recording. This. I it's know, exciting. I know. So, uh, um. All right, uh, this week, uh, welcome to the Bunny Ears Podcast. I am your host, uh, Macaulay Culkin. That's right. That's my actual name. Sorry. And, uh, yeah, this week we have a very special guest. It's Mr. Andy Deemer. Yay! Hi there. Hi. Uh, yeah, he works for Bunny Ears. He does a multitude of things, and also, like, just not for Bunny Ears, but in life. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I try to keep busy. I, I get bored very easily. It's yeah, it sounds that way. When the Ritalin doesn't work too well. Yeah. That's, that's where you come up with new projects to do. New adventures to start. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, yeah. So, uh, yes, you're... you're, you're, you're that's uh, a great way to introduce myself. Hi, I'm Andy Deemer, and I'm on drugs. I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm, I'm an interesting person on drugs. <laughs> I take Lexapro in 10 milligram doses. Ritalin in five. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're doing it. Yeah, look Mom, I made it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, welcome, welcome to my backyard. It's beautiful. Yeah, there's there's a gnome, semi immersed in a large field of, of freshly mown grass. Well, it's not even freshly mowed. I mean, he comes on Saturdays. Today's a Thursday, so we got a couple days. And also, we we live above an airport, an unspecified airport. So you know, you might hear. Actually, I don't think that's an airplane. I think it's is it an airplane or a helicopter. It sounds like a helicopter. Yeah, we we, we, we get we get some choppers too. Something I learned the other day is is the police choppers keep moving and the news choppers stay still. Oh, those are the ones that hover. So that's how you can tell which is which. If if they're moving and you know, moving in a circle so that they're not being shot at. Oh, you drive away. I gotcha. If they're just standing still, you know it's probably well, just Yeah, you know the difference. Yeah, between, Macaulay Culkin. Yes, yeah. You know the difference between SWAT and news choppers. Spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, no, so apparently I live near an airport and a heliport, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're one and the same, but still, like, just, what are the odds, really? What are the odds? So, yeah, 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 because uh, I like podcasting out here, because it's, like, you know, the weather's actually pretty nice right now. I mean, I don't get to annoy people with my smoking, either. Like, yeah, I used to that podcast. Would never, that would never annoy anyone. Oh, of course not. Yeah, yeah, no, no not nowadays. I once, I once borrowed, so I haven't smoked for about five years, mm -hmm. and a couple of weeks ago I borrowed one of your hats. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but it, but it smells. It smells a little bit. It smells, a like, hint, it smells like tobacco. There's a hint of tobacco to it. And by hint, I mean a very strong smell. Yeah. And That's what everything in the house smelled like. All yeah. night I felt like a smoker again. And it was <laughs> absolutely wonderful. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure you know, if it was a trigger. You know? <laughs> oh, no. I, oh, I did want to smoke. I did. But, I know. But I felt like I had. And yeah, that made it so fun. I've had a so couple. Fun. I've had a couple guests on that like haven't like you know smoked in a long time, but they'll just like just see me hungrily smoking constantly, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, can I have one of those?" And like, it's like oh, ASMR uh, I, for for the the nose and the the eyes. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, yeah, it's my problem is that also like I still think it's cool. Like, I mean, like it's it, it's you know I still like the smell, and also I th still think it looks cool and stuff like that. But at the same time, I, I do have to stop pretty soon. The lady is like yeah, getting on me about it a little bit, so I I've, I got one of those little uh, those little jewel things. It kind yeah. of, it kind of I've been paring down like a little nicotine bit. free or with nicotine with nicotine. Like oh, yeah, like oh. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm getting my uh, nicotine injection. <laughs> yeah, get my oral nicotine injection still. Now mm -hmm. you smoke parliaments. Can I ask you a personal question? <laughs> oh sure. Is it about parliaments? <laughs> it, it is. It is. 
Do you ever take your tongue? You know how parliaments have the slightly recessed filter? The recessed filter, yeah. And do you ever take your tongue and just serve it? circle it almost like it were a nipple but i guess an inverted nipple uh do you ever find yourself just doing that almost maniacally uh, uh early on when i first switched over to parliaments like yeah a little bit like yeah because i was a camel smoker and then like there was a little bit of that like that kind of just yeah what the, what the hell is this going on in my yeah. mouth you know yeah uh, um but like not really like not anymore i don't really do the biting thing because a lot of people do the biting thing they uh. pinch it you know, yeah, and yeah, so I didn't it, do that. Yeah, so it becomes like a funnel or something like that. When you smoked, what did you smoke? Parliaments. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I was a good New York boy. Oh, oh smoked, there you go. Oh, the, yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah, yeah. The choice of a uh, fifteen-year-old uh, boys from New York and uh, your aunt from Florida everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> well, I didn't start smoking until I was I was working on a movie. Um, I'd run into this old I don't want to say washed up, but but an older director in a bar in Tennessee, and he told me about the project he'd been working on for like five years, trying to make 10 years maybe, and he just couldn't get it together. Every producer he hired quit immediately. Or, <laughs> and drunkenly, I said, well, shit, I, I'm not working. I, I could come out to New York and help I, you I make can, this film. I, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Uh, I'll be that guy who quits next. <laughs> so I moved out to New York. We made it. One of the greatest bad films ever made. Poultrygeist, Night of the Chicken Dead. I've actually heard of Poultrygeist. It's a, it's a great, it had yeah. the second largest U.S. opening that weekend. Uh, Look at that. Yeah. Per theater. Yeah. <laughs> it opened in one, it opened oh, in one theater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of caveats here. Uh, but but um, during production on that film, I would only let people take a break if they smoked. It, it seemed like a medical favor. Yeah, yeah. You yes. know, yeah, medical it, Medical, yes, yes. And... So if you could only take breaks when you smoked, every encourage smoking. It's almost like a catch twenty two or yeah, something. Encouraging like that. smoking. Uh, so I started smoking. Yeah, so I could take breaks. <laughs> so you could take because my own damn rule. <laughs> How long ago was that? That was uh, we filmed it in two thousand five, I think, or two thousand six. It came out in two thousand eight. It was, uh, I think, the New York Times called it as liberating as the uh, contemporary artwork of of Paul McCarthy. Oh, okay. Yes. Who, who's yeah, known for placing Barbie dolls up his... Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, not, not, not the Beatle. <laughs> no, no, no. no. The, first time, the first time I read it, I misread that sentence. And later I got to Google and looked it up and wasn't so pleased. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, I think they said for a film predicated on the, the joy of, of projectile vomit and explosive diarrhea, this film is as close to perfect as you can get. Well, it, it sounds very trauma it, it was trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. 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 yeah there it was you go. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman's uh, last film on thirty-five millimeter. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I've uh, uh, yeah I've gotten to know some of the joys of uh, of trauma. Oh, uh, oh really? R Romeo and uh, yeah, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. I I co-wrote the first screenplay of that. Look at you, uh, James Gunn. I was about to say, can you introduce me to James Gunn? No, James I'm James Gunn said uh, that script was. About as funny as the boys who found the the bear pit and got eaten alive, and then then he 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 changed his mind and said, "No, it wasn't that funny." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, James Gunn, he, he, amazing filmmaker, like, great just, guy. It was just like uh, you know, uh, uh, Tom Lemon. You know, he's like, you mean John Lennon? Like, you know, like, confusing Beatles when it comes to compliments. Yeah. You'll read these amazing articles about James Gunn. Bingo star. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but but yeah, yeah, yeah I, I wish I could introduce. Can you introduce me to him? him oh, to uh, me? I, 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 I'm sure I'm only about a one degree away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> playing that game, you know. Yeah, but uh, um, so you were in New York. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Nashville, Tennessee. My mom was on a Greyhound bus when she went into oh, labor. So you, so you know the honky tonks? No, no, because <laughs> my mom wanted to get out of the South, so she moved us to to London. <clears throat> excuse me, to England and London, England, yeah, London, okay, England. Yeah, 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 not London, Texas. Yeah. Not no, <laughs> not London, Kentucky. Which yes. uh, they, they, I think they spell wrong. They spell Sweden, Kentucky wrong with too many E's. Oh, my God. That's great. That's perfect. Uh, so so we moved to London, and then uh, they moved to Russia and China. I followed them to China. and I mean, what, what's the timetable for all these kind of things? So you're born in Nashville. Born in Nashville. Oh, God. And then, yeah, from it's Nashville to around. London? No, like, no, was Nashville, there an in-between thing? It wasn't really Nashville. We we were living in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Oh yeah, uh, I know beautiful yeah, Bowling small Green. Town. You yeah. know Bowling Green, Kentucky? Yes, I mean I've heard of it. Okay. Yes. Well, there's but, also Bowling Green, Ohio. The, yes. Yes. No. The more I, famous sister. Yes. Yeah. No. But yes. Yeah. So I I used to uh, be in a band. I used to tour. So we've driven. I've at least yeah, driven I, through Bowling Green before. Like yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I know. Oh. I've had a meeting two, a meeting three before. You know things like that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I grew, uh, spent a couple years there, moved to Houston um, for some work stuff, for my, my dad's work stuff. Uh, then he moved from, this job came up in, in London, and my dad was at a big law firm. Hundreds and hundreds. I was going to say, what, what, yeah, what was like, yeah, the reason oh, there? So it, was, it almost sounded like army or something like that. No, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, he's an army lawyer. <laughs> um, but so he was at this big firm with hundreds of partners, and this position, one position, opens up in London. And he says, "Oh my God, Laurie, to my mom, we got to move to London." She says, "God, yes." So they spend weeks and weeks preparing his application for this and mm-hmm. getting all the recommendations down. And, you know, they're, they're so stressed out about this. Could we possibly get it? Life dream come true. At this huge mega law firm in Texas, my dad was the only sucker fool enough to apply. Oh, really? Oh, it was... It was so it was, he got it, it by default. Gotcha. Um, so he he to, tried so high, <laughs> and he's the only one who applied. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, you win the Oscar for the only yeah, film yeah, we nominated. Yeah, you, you, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how long how long were you there for? Uh, from seventy nine to ninety one. Oh wow! Sure. So, yeah. Oh, that's quite a while. My whole my whole childhood. I was going to say, More how old were you when you went there? Six. Oh, you, you, you left you, for college. And did you have an accent when you came back? Hell yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I can't do it now. It sounds fake. Yeah, but, well, I mean, it always sounds fake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it sounded fake even back yeah, then. Yeah, because I mean, I lived there for a year, and I, you know, like I started calling. Did you, you, yeah, I, I called an elevator a lift. Oh, after I a while. can picture you. You'd say, "Oh, I'm just going to. I'm just gonna." Queue up. Yes, exactly. Queue to go to the lift. post office. Yes, yes. The the uh, queue lift boot petrol. You know, yes. Because yeah. the thing drop is, drop it in the post. Well, I didn't do the fake accent thing that like Madonna did or whatever. Oh, I what, loved what, hers. Oh, whatever. Like Lindsay Lohan's doing, mm-hmm. which is like that's just an accent in general. Or every kid from college who did a semester abroad. Exactly. Like no, I mean, I would just say, oh yeah, uh, yeah, let's just go to the lift. You know, it's that kind of thing. It's it's like a, when I was living in Paris, it'd be like, uh, oh, we'll go back to my flat. 
like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. not like I'm going, oh, let's go to my flat. You know, it's like no, it's, <laughs> but it, it, it was you know just so like uh, you know, I'm trying to find some common ground, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, you actually because I mean, at six years old, look, I mean, that's that's enough time to actually gain an accent. You yeah, know? I went. That's to not fake. English schools, um, the whole way through, got bullied the hell out of because I was an American. Oh yeah. Well, did you? I was going to say like because there's an American school like pretty much everywhere abroad, but you actually went to British schools. I went to British schools. I went to um, Lily Allen's prep school. Do you know her? She's about twenty years younger than me. I would bet the ten years. Oh, 15? Gotcha. I don't know how many so, years. So, so no. So you no. can't you can't give me your number either. No. <laughs> I think I, I went to school. Bjork's kids. No, that can't be right. I don't know. No, she's not that. Yeah, she's not that old. No. You know, Pr- yeah. Prince Hussein of uh, uh, where is he from? Brunei. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was in my class. Oh, there you um, go. So yeah, him and Lily Allen's uh, future. <laughs> then went to a, a church school um, after that. Oh, really? Like, uh, um, like what, what, what church denomination? Of church oh, of England. Oh, the Church of England. All yeah, right. So yeah. it was. So I went to Catholic school for, oh. for five years. Yeah. So you had to go to church a lot. Yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. We were a hardship case. So like we got to go to the nice Catholic school for free, but we had to. I'm baptized, okay. got my first little communion, the whole works. Looking at you. But it was you know, not so bad. Yeah. Listen, look at. I. I, I uh, it gave me all the guilt in the world. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I was raised Catholic, so I'm an ex-Catholic. You know, yeah. See, yeah. I was raised in England, so I have all the guilt in the world too. Yeah, exactly. Guilt and anxiety and embarrassment. About yeah, everything. But but yeah, oh. but you know, yeah, the Queen of England is still your head of state, your head of head of your church. You oh, know? she's lovely. She 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 is such a sweetie. Her <laughs> her husband. Yeah, he he's mm-hmm. awkward as anything, and uh, uh, yeah. What's what what's his name? Philip. Philip. Yeah. Do you know about his church, his own church? There's like this church oh. of Prince Philip, and it's it's a small tribe from like ah, it's like you know, somewhere in Polynesia. This is like a cargo cult or something. It, so it's like this this tribe, like I think, like I said, it's like Polynesia or something like that, and they have deitized him. Like they've turned oh him into gosh. a because he fulfilled certain things that actually like like the prerequisites of like a uh, um like a uh, a prophecy. That like you know, just like oh, it was like you know, a foreigner that like you know was a commoner that married a queen, and it's so always that, things... that gave gave look, cause. Look, to look, look up the him? church of Prince Philip. Can you imagine having a church named after you that you are not involved in? He has not. He has nothing to do with it, and yeah. things like that. He visited the island at some point, but never even met this tribe. But Thank God. He, but he said, might kill him. But the, but the church actually like or like the uh, the. Uh, uh, you know the government or whatever, like the monarchy, sent over a picture of him, and like no, they they it's it's they essentially kind of pray to it, wow. and it's just a, it's just a photograph, a frame photograph of him. Oh I, I'm God. telling you, yeah, like um, it's it's totally worth a Wikipedia like yeah, kind of, of search, course. and I'll, yeah, and also uh, uh, I think there's there's more than one YouTube video about this, but yeah, the Church of Prince Philip, my, it's my, pretty great. One of my favorite things, uh, I have many many favorite things, but one of my favorite things is churches. Um, I grew up in multiple churches, and every Sunday I got to decide which uh, denomination, Christian, not denomination, but but belief, faith system I, I believed in, was it the the weird nineteen or eighteen nineties cult, mm-hmm, yeah, or what that that sort of banned all caffeine or medicine, 
Or you talking about it? the Mormons? <laughs> no, but, but uh, yeah, 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 closer, newer. Close no, I think newer than the Mormons. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. And smaller and less, far less politically. Uh, Christian scientists. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, that was it. You really gonna and find it? Did I find it? Yes. So I could go. either be a Christian scientist or a Church of England guy. So mm. Protestant. Protestant. Um, mm. And from that, you know, every Sunday getting to choose your God, uh, it revealed to me that sure, that maybe there are multiple pathways, and yeah. So, so um, yeah, I love exploring new religions. Yeah. The yeah. idea of Prince Philip having a church. Having a church. Beautiful. Just, it just happened, like, just, it just happened, like, without him encouraging it. It just, yeah. it just, there it was, you know, yeah. Well, I know about the Church of St. John Coltrane and the Church <laughs> yeah. of, uh, the Church of Rajnikant, who's uh, India's biggest uh, superstar. And I don't know about this one, no. If you go to India and you just say, or you ever say to any uh, uh, first generation Indian, you say, superstar, they know who you're talking about. You're not oh, talking really? about Shark Khan or Amitabh Bachchan or Abhishek Bachchan. You're talking about Rajnikant. Oh. He's like Chuck Norris meets Tom Cruise meets Macaulay Culkin. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you, go. you flatter me, sir. Um, and so, yeah, he, he has churches. He's a, a, another living God. Oh, gosh. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like just, yeah, like Elvis and, you know, yeah, Frank Sinatra and, you know, yeah, Meryl Streep all rolled into one. Oh, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Are we talking about you or Roger Cunt? <laughs> both. Yes, both. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, any listeners out there, if you guys want to start a church about me, uh, feel free. Feel feel totally free. Yeah, I'm going to start to think about this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> start start a site. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, uh, so you said also you went to China. Yeah, uh, after after Poltergeist failed, um, I decided to to go to China just for a yoga retreat, and met a cute girl there. Uh, isn't that the way at yoga class? How, how do you think I ended up in LA? I feel like yeah. I, met, I met a cute girl. Now I'm a, now I own, now I'm a homeowner. All right. That's yeah. <laughs> I, I guess we have the same story for that small yes, exactly. Slice. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, I didn't meet her in yoga class. I met her at dog park in Beijing. Under wow, is she Chinese? She's American. She's uh, third generation Chinese. So her I grandfather to, was Chinese. I went to Thailand all the way to Thailand to meet a Thai girl from Sacramento. That's, that's, that's my story. <laughs> You're serious. I'm absolutely that's serious. You guys met in Thailand. Essentially. Yes. I mean, we, she, we had briefly met before, but she was thoroughly unimpressed by me. So, <laughs> so but it's when we worked together on a gig in uh, Thailand where she was like, yeah, let's see yeah, It's go time. Oh my gosh. But so, so you, you met so, an American Chinese per, you know, met, girl, American in, girl in, in Beijing under you. a 50 foot statue of Shaquille O'Neal. That's oh, okay. in Beijing's uh, largest dog park. Yes. <laughs> Actually, you told me some of this story before, but I love it. Go on. It's bizarre. You can, you can Google this. It's a, a, a 55. I think it's 50. It might be 60. It might be 40. But it, around there. Statue of Shaquille O'Neal. He signed a partnership with, and I'm going to get the name of the shoe company wrong. It's China's Nike. Yeah. Like, I, I, know, I know what you're shoes, talking about. I think. Like Stefan Marbury and all. Like They've all signed with them. Like, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they commissioned this absurd statue of him and no one wanted it everyone's <laughs> like why do we want this new Shaq, want statue of Shaq even Shaq didn't want it like, <laughs> even Shaq's parents didn't want even it Philadelphia <laughs> didn't want it it's so sad even his so parents his were parents. like no that's no, cool it's cool like no. <laughs> so they, they shoved it into this dog park and it's surrounded by little statues of, of uh, Santa Claus riding a rocket ship <laughs> You know what? Go on. <laughs> Just keep going. If, if, you're looking, if you're looking for this in Beijing and you want to go, uh, it's in Changmen, uh, Gongyuar. Um, and so, so 
I decided I wanted to stick around. I met this cute girl, mm-hmm. and she was uh, in a punk band out there, and I thought, I, you know. I mean, she did have, like, the hair and everything like that, like, or, like, you well, know. Well, not like a mohawk, but she, she had spikes But I'm just saying, hair, like, you like, know, the piercings, the hair, like, I don't know if you, if you know Hopi from the old Jamie Hernandez Love and Rockets cartoon comic strip. I don't. <laughs> a beautiful comic of the 90s, but, but she looked a lot like a, a Chinese version of Hopi, Chinese-American. And... So, so I said, I'm, I'm going to look and see if I can find a job here. All right. And I started looking on the job list and all the jobs were for English teacher must be attractive and female <laughs> or, um, what was, uh, bartender must be attractive Always. and female. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I, saw, I saw this, uh, one job editor of a magazine and I thought, my God, I've I've always wanted to edit a magazine. <laughs> I'm, I've never done that, but sh- I bet I could do this. So I Googled how to edit a magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is the best way to get, ex- yeah, get best way to experience Google. I pl- applied for this job <laughs> after having spent an hour, an hour on Google. This, looking yeah. up some good keywords. I have experience. Yeah, I have keywords. This is horrible. Yeah. I can't believe I'm admitting this publicly. No, please, please. Uh, and, and they hired me basically the next day. Three days later, I, oh, goodness. I came in and dropped enough slang and terminology that they they were like, "This finally, we found someone who knows who knows what they're what doing." They're doing. <laughs> they, it was only keywords. A, it was yeah. a low-level editor job, you know, no, nothing important that I needed to worry about. And and I'm assuming it's English language magazine. It was. It later turned out. I, well, I it took me a little while to catch on. It turned out to be a Point. Chinese government uh, propaganda magazine. Ooh aimed toward English speakers. All right, there you go. Trying to spread a love of China and Chinese culture. And I was going to say, what was it about? Like, yeah, was it about entertainment or sports mm, or something like that? It was mostly about China's uh, magnificent 5,000 years of history and culture and language. Oh, wow, look at that. Uh, the Great Wall, tea, uh, <laughs> fans, and um, yeah, yeah, calligraphy. Oh, wow. There you uh, go. Yeah. So, so they brought me on to help revitalize it and make it a little more exciting yeah um so you, 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 yeah uh, how many americans were there one who got fired about two weeks later oh you you were the replacement I, American. I the replacement. <laughs> you're the token american but okay. but it, it turned out i thought i was hired as a low-level editor there was a, a linguistic uh, problem and it turned out i was hired as the editor oh my goodness so I was the top dog. I had no idea what I was doing. So <laughs> every night I would come home and be Googling fresh, you know, like stages of printing a magazine. Stages <laughs> yes. of, you know, it's trying for everything. Just, just, just BSing your way through this whole freaking thing. <laughs> but but it, it went from being this, this embarrassingly um, unread magazine to being an embarrassingly slightly read magazine. Um, oh <laughs> it, it became quite popular in certain circles in Beijing. And... Uh, in Russia and France. In, it was published in France as Planète Chinois. Oh, wow. Or Chinois. I, oh. My French is awful. But. Yeah, well, it's mine too. I lived there for five and a half years. And, ooh, uh, yeah, ooh la la. I know. We. Oui. la la. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Uh, we're about the time where I should take a break because we do dynamic ads on this on this podcast now. Oh. I know. So either everyone's going to hear an ad or we're just going to come right back and you're not going <laughs> to hear an ad at all. And you're going to feel, I'm going to feel really stupid. Or you may just hear this plane flying oh, yeah, above. This is the plane. All right, enjoy the not plane for the next uh, however many seconds.
Hello, and welcome to Meditation Minute. I'm your guide, Louis Prada. Come with me as we try to relax by sitting on the floor for a while. Today I want you to close your eyes and try to manifest the thing you want most in life. Of course, there's no magic involved here. We're not going to be conjuring anything. But I want you to use meditation to silence that cynical voice in your head that tells you you can't have the thing you so admire. So take a deep breath and imagine that thing that you want. You want that thing so badly, but that little voice in your head is telling you, No, you can't have the thing. Whenever the cynical voice gets down on you about the thing, tell it that the thing will be stupendous, incredible, astounding. The thing will never be yours. Stop getting your hopes up. You don't understand. The thing is our ticket out of here. All of our hopes and dreams are hinging on the thing. Listen to yourself. You've driven yourself mad over the thing. Get over it, man. You don't need it. You can't afford it. But worst of all, you don't even deserve the thing. Yes, I do. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll sacrifice it all. I'll put my life on the line because I believe in the thing. You're insane! You're insane! Anyone who doesn't believe in the thing is insane. The thing is all we have. It's all we need. It's the only dream I've got left. Oh, the thing. Oh, the glorious thing. You really believe in the thing, don't you? I do. Then that settles it. If you truly believe in the power of the thing, then you have my blessing to... Buy that high-powered blender you've wanted. Thank you. And just like that, our cynical voice has been subdued. I hope you too can subdue your cynical voice to get the thing you so admire. I hope this guided meditation has brought you the serenity you seek. My name is Louis Prada, and this has been Meditation Minute. <laughs> Namaste! Oh, look, another plane just flew over. There we go. But uh, I waited till it was done. So um, where did we leave off? Oh, yes. Chinese propaganda. <laughs> Chinese propaganda. It, it was a wonderful world. Um, mm-hmm. I miss it dearly. Well, because before that, you were uh, obviously you were a screenwriter. I was a screenwriter. And then I heard about this amazing new thing called the Internet. Yes. So after, after I wrote that awful first draft of Tromeo and Juliet... Um, I flew out to California hearing that the streets were paved with gold and couldn't find a job anywhere. So I started working in the mailroom at my brother's startup. What, what was it? It was called GameSpot. Okay. Not GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but this game, yeah. I think GameStop stole their name from it. Anyhow, yeah. over, over the weeks or months, I moved my way up and... and ended up as director of technology for this startup that had become quite big. I didn't know half the employees. We'd been acquired by CBS. Um, and I decided, you know, my, my dream was always to make a movie, and I never really got to do that. Tromeo and Juliet failed. So I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to quit this high-tech thing and moved out to Kentucky to do a documentary about Islam in Kentucky. 
Okay, well, that's, that's you know, life's a series of choices, and you certainly made one. <laughs> it, was, it was a tricky choice, because I, I wanted to, it was a mosque was open up, opening in Bowling Green, the first mosque in Bowling Green. It does sound fascinating, actually. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wanted to look at the dynamic. Kentucky of and, all places. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A changing Kentucky, a changing America. And unfortunately, this was after 9-11, so all the Muslims were reluctant should we say to to talk to me on camera and the only white people who would talk to me were yeah racists horrible horrible yeah. racists. so yeah. it wasn't so it's a racist documentary it wasn't the making. story that i saw happening yeah you know, i saw gotcha. embracing this new change and and a little nervousness but but overall people were excited about this changing town and and I end up with a bunch of footage of people talking about things Yikes. I didn't want to be furthering. So that's why I ran into Lloyd Kaufman in the bar in Nashville. Oh, gotcha. And moved to New York on a whim, moved to China after the pollution got too bad, moved to India. You having, lived in India? Moved to southern India to, to make video games for children. See, this is why I have having you on the show because it's like, because Brenda was talking to you and she was like, um, she's like, no, seriously, you need to talk to Andy more because Andy has the most fascinating freaking life. So you lived in freaking India like to make video games. We lived in, a, in an amazing, <laughs> you know, Bangalore. It's it, it, I went there in '84 and it was just this village or a series of villages. And when I moved back there in what 2014. It was a crazy metropolis with the infrastructure of a series of villages. Yeah, yeah, So they had yeah. nowhere to put the trash. So they would drive the trash out to the villages outside the city and dump them in the villages until the villages <laughs> started striking <laughs> yeah, like and doing roadblocks. And then they just burned the trash in the streets. Um, Christ. <laughs> you would have uh, a Benz rolling down the street with a cow uh, walking next to it in the street. Um so it's one of those cities where you've got the very fast-paced change, and yet the infrastructure is still trying to, to catch up. Catch with up, it. yeah, yeah. How long um, were you there for? Uh, two, two and a half years. Oh, jeez. Five ever, years in China, you, two and a half years. So there. how many languages do you like speak? I mean, even casually. Half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. English. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, French, Russian, Japanese, Chinese... Uh, no Indian languages. Uh, I think that's it. They speak really. They, sometimes they speak better English than we do over there in India. English was the only common language in my office. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I forget how many languages there are. Seven hundred or seventeen hundred. Yeah. Full languages, and so the tea boy and the the um, and the cook at the office spoke, uh, uh, whatever, Canada. And mm -hmm. all the educated programmers spoke, spoke Hindi, and all the uh, artists spoke Tamil. And none of these people spoke each other's languages, so, except yeah. for English. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that goes for, like, Europe also. It's one of those things. I, I'll be, like, in a bar in Barcelona, and I'll be, like, a German person, an Italian person, and they'll be speaking English together. It's yeah. kind of like a... It's a little bit of the universal language, which... Thank God, because because <laughs> we speak English. Listen, I, I'm I'm a fairly intelligent person. I'm actually not that great at languages, you know. And, uh. you know yeah, and so it's like, yeah, no, it's great. I, listen, I lived in France for five and a half years, and uh, listen, my my, my I, I learned some French. I can read it actually a lot better than I can speak it. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, and my ear is pretty okay, but that's about it. Yeah. But you said you learned. So, wait, do you ever speak French? Can no. you, I want to hear you speak some no, French. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, just a little bit. Je suis moi et je ne sais pas. 
<laughs> Beautiful. Oh my I am God, me, and I do so not, and I, and I do not know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, you also speak Russian. Привет. Uh, I used to. Pajalista. Oh, Pajalista. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I studied it all through high school. Yeah, I dated a Russian lady for like eight years, and so like, yeah, all I know is like, yeah, like pretty much. It was like. Uh, like it's like thirteen words and phrases. Actually, I met the uh, girls from Pussy Riot. Remember that? that yes, whole, that of whole course, thing? of course. So I met them at a festival. I was doing this festival. You guys were both and they, performing, and they were there. And yeah, mm-hmm. and so uh, backstage, uh, I was like, "Oh, I did a Russian for a while." They're like, "Yeah, we know." I'm like, "All right," and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, I said, "Like, oh, I know a couple of things." And they're like, oh, "Okay, like, uh, what do you know?" And I go, uh, "You know, Privet." And like, "Oh, Privet," you know, yeah, Pujalista, whatever. Uh, and then they. Um, Said, uh, Potsulumina, kiss me. Potsulumina. And they're like, oh, cool. And I said, Diamondia, give me. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and, uh, uh, and then I went, Yogolone de Jumpa. It means I'm hungry for ass. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, no more Russian. No more Russian. <laughs> like, oh don't, don't. <laughs> they're like, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're like, don't, no more, don't speak Russian to us anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they weren't insulted. Like, they knew, they, 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 they were in on the joke. But yeah. at the same time, they were like, yeah, we're not your girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> 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 like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It was like they were being a little bit flirtatious, and then you just took it I, way wait, too wait, far. Well, apparently, I took it way too far. You know? in, in college, <laughs> my first year of college, I met a, a, a Russian girl who was fresh off the boat, and and she, we were joking around, and I decided to throw out uh, some some vulgarities that had been taught in Russia. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she slapped yeah. me and never spoke to me again. Yeah. I've never said those. Uh, Blat suka, like you know those those ones. Sorry, Russians. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, Got one. Go I don't ahead. even know if I should say. I'm not even going to say it. Okay, okay. Gotcha. It's that bad. It's that bad. Yeah, gotcha. I got, I got slapped. <laughs> Good bravo. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, it, it has to happen in your youth. At least, yeah. <laughs> yes. At least once. So, yeah, I've, I've had at least one drink thrown in my face. Only once. But yeah, it, it happened. Actually, I didn't even do anything that wrong. But, you know, yeah, there you go. You know, But you need that. You need to be slapped by a girl, I think, at least once. You know, yeah. Not in this Me Too world. You know, but, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, mine was pretty unwarranted, you know. Yeah, but yeah, good for you. Well, you tell tell us the story. Uh, uh, no, no, it was honestly, it, it, I actually didn't do anything wrong. She was just way too drunk. Oh, yeah, and it's not a great story. And I just wasn't listening to her. Yeah, I was just oh. like, yeah, yeah, it was one of those. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I felt like grabbing her by the nape of her neck and throwing her out of my apartment. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know no. what, Sean, cut that's this whole section out. Yeah, just, I you know, think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think right now that's you've just as he's as unsorry to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No shit. Like, no shit. <laughs> so, yeah. No, Sean, get rid of this. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, we got, what do we got? We got, um, we got, uh, New, we got New York. Well, we have Tennessee, New York. Uh, uh, you got China, born. Indi- is, uh, India, yeah. uh, San Francisco. You were in San Francisco? Jeez. A bunch of times for all the startups, but, but that's. That's I mean, all the fuck, porn Okay, stuff. listen, how old are you? Do you, do you mind I'm, saying? No, I'm 46. Okay. I think, yeah. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I get it. Sometimes I forget my own age, too, which is sad. Like, well, that, that's the all-time. I keep on thinking I'm a 40, assume. and I'm like, oh, I'll just give it another like year. You know, I'll be there. You know? How old are you? I'm 38, but my, I got oh. a birthday in about a month. You know, okay. yeah. So, But I keep on saying, oh, I'm 40. <laughs> it's like, yeah. They're like, how old are you? I'm like, yeah, give me a second. Hey, oh, actually, I'm only 38. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, one of those things when I was in my 20s, like uh, um, I was dreading turning 30, dreading it. 
And then by the time I got to 29, I was like, I can't wait to have these 20s over with. You know, I can't wait to like, yeah, get like, yeah, just just be done with all this. And it's kind of like, you know, listen, I actually, the 30s actually have been really, really great to me. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, wh why do I keep on saying I'm 40 when I'm not? Like, it's like, am I like, you know, anticipating that, you know, like, yeah, like why am I trying to be older than I am, essentially? Because I'm starting to get white flecks in my beard and things like that. Oh, like, I'm I, jealous. I'm starting to do that. Like, you know, yeah, it's happening. I know? really, I want more gray in my hair. I know. Yeah, like, yeah you, got, you, have, you have some flecks. It's, you know, it, it's, it's mature. It's Marvel. It's very Marvel. It's very Marvel. Very Marvel. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's looking good. It it it, it suits you. You better take it off before it suits you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm. So you do the startup kind of stuff. So that's the thing. Is that like okay? So you were fil uh, film writer, uh, a documentary maker, an editor in chief, a, a, a game maker. And then you went into San Francisco for startups. Director of technology, director of product. I worked at, uh, remember Beats Music, Jimmy Iovine yes. and Dr. Dre's company? Yes. The uh, one that got sold to Apple. Yeah, I was there. Um, I was a director of product there. Uh, but never met Dr. Dre. Never saw Dr. Oh, Dre. Oh, I was going to say, does he ask about me? Hey, 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 I, I don't know. And <laughs> Jimmy Iovine flew me across the country in his uh, private jet and never acknowledged me. Uh, oh, there, were, there were four or five of us on the plane. and It'd be great if you were sitting right next to each other. <laughs> the stewardess came over and tapped me on the shoulder at one point and said, uh, sorry, Jimmy would like to sit there. Ooh. <laughs> So I stood up and got over, and yeah, moved no. across the plane. But um, no, so I did technology. Basically, it's all media and entertainment. Yeah, in different in different forms. In different forms, uh, yeah. So I mean, keep on kind of. Now you're doing some stuff with Bunny Ears right now. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. doing all the a uh, lot of analytics kind of stuff. A lot of data, a little creativity. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, very fun. Yeah, good. And playing around at the Magic Castle. I was uh, that's where I was just about to go because hey. so uh, yeah, so uh, uh, Mr. Andy Demer here is a magician. Yeah. A magician. A, ex a magician as, as the kids call it, you know. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, you guys might not recognize him, but he was actually on a previous podcast when we were at the Max. Uh, he was our original Max. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before Ed Alonzo actually showed up. Get <laughs> me off stage. Yeah, I know. I kicked you off stage. But then also, we, we kind of kicked him off the poor, podcast. Poor Ed Alonzo. I still feel like, I came all, I, He's like, I, dr I drove four hours for this. And I was like, no, I'm, like, no, I'm so sorry. Because I saw him a week later. And it was like, it was like oh, like it wasn't like us. Uh, like, no, I, 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 maybe it was a miscommunication. Like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> but uh, he's still like a sweetheart and stuff like that. He's but, uh, so sweet. He, he honestly, he's such a great magician. And yeah. And, yeah. yeah no, when I, when I first saw him on uh, Say by the Bell, it was like, yeah, I like, looked him up. I'm like, oh, this guy's a legit magician. You know, yeah. And but so, he's about 10 years older than me. Mm -hmm. And, but I was dressed as him from the old TV show and yeah. all night at, at Say <laughs> by the Max Bar or restaurant. I saw these these girls who, you know, younger women, who would point at me and whisper something and say, "I think it's him." <laughs> you could see their mouths. It's him, and all evening building up to the podcast, people were pointing at me, thinking I was thinking him. You, you're Max, and then poor Ed Alonzo comes up, and you know he's the real Max. Yeah, yeah. the real Max. Um, all these women's hearts were broken. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But they still thought you were cute, though, I'm they, sure. Maybe, or yeah. just possibly semi-famous. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow, yeah. Here's the semi-famous guy. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, but yeah, so you, how long, you've only been doing magic for what, like a year About or so? About a year, a year and a half ago. How'd you I, get into magic? I wandered into the magic castle. My wife took me on a date to the magic castle. Oh, is, she, is she a member? No, no, she, she found some very convoluted method to get in. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but the magic castle is this turn of the century mansion built uh, at the top of Hollywood where it's filled with maybe nine magic theaters and five bars and you have to wear a suit and tie and jacket and everyone's all spiffy you know, everyone's yeah. very spiffy and fancy and you just wander from theater to theater watching magic shows all night and it happens seven nights a week um, but you can't get in without an invitation. Invitation, yeah, by a member or something like that. And also, a lot of big names like float through there. Like, yeah, like Penn and Teller just happen to be in LA. Then, boom, you'll, yeah, like yeah, they'll they'll play one of like the places there. Like Copperfield will uh, play there. Shim Lim from America's Got Talent is always there. Oh yeah, yeah, um, he's fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, mm-hmm. so so she took me there on a date, and I said, "Oh my God, I've never thought about magic before," but. I want to be a magician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, this follows on the heels of a series of other poor decisions. I want to be a cult leader. I want to be a mahout. I want to be a taxidermist. Go Each on. of which have <laughs> taken me down bizarre. Uh, I want to be a North Korean propaganda minister. Um, yeah, each of exactly. these did lead down a, a, a wonderful path, but, but this magician one stuck longer than those others did. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly longer than the ventriloquism uh, uh, dream that I had. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so so I, I, I said, I want to do this. I want to be here every night. So I started taking classes a year and a half ago and um, applied right at the time where they made it very difficult to get in. You have to go to, to become a member. You have to perform magic before, before a, a crowd of angry old wizards yes. these wizened old wizards who <laughs> scowl and yeah. they say oh that joke wasn't funny or, or oh I saw what you did with your slights of hand there young yeah, man yeah. yeah nice hands jerk yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they hate you because you're young and beautiful and they're old and mm-hmm. and wise but 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 you have spark. Um, so, so I didn't get in, and I, I tried again. And when was the first time you tried? I tried on my birthday, on my forty-fifth birthday. I thought forty-sixth, forty-sixth birthday. I, I said, "When is that this exactly?" October first, China Day. Uh, oh my Liberation Day for China, <laughs> um, which is part of the reason I was so celebrated in propaganda circles there. <laughs> nice. um, so, so you tried in October, and I, I tried in October, failed miserably, wept for three days. Really, I mean, honestly, you feel like you've really like failed miserably. Like, did you actually like mess up tricks? Or... I did not. They hated me. They just didn't like his. They scowl. These eyes burrowing in. I mean, uh, of course they're going to be you know, staring at your hands, and yes, of uh, course they're going to be. A woman doing fell stuff. asleep during my routine. Uh, uh, a, a it's the opioid she crisis. She died. Though. I'm not sure. Yeah, she... It's the opioid crisis. <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. Oh, let's not discuss that. Um, uh, she 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 may have died. I a man. These are wizards. Yeah, I he killed. Forgot, I, I slayed. He forgot. He forgot the card he chose. You know, you take Oy. a card and remember that card. He he was like, well, it might have been the ten of hearts or the four. Okay, yeah. No, honestly, that, that sounds like somebody sandbagging you for sure. So it it was it was a tricky night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I did. I wept for three days and then rededicated. Did myself. you actually cry? Uh huh. You did. Yeah, I did. Wow. Well. 
Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that. No, 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 no. I'm a cry. Oh, I'm a crier. Real men cry. You should, you should take me a love actually sometime and watch me weep. <laughs> yeah, I, oh. I just I just watched Inside Out, the Pixar movie, and oh. I I the first five minutes it's just weeping. My my. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of up. Sorry. No, no, my girlfriend was was uh, you know I was watching it out here in the backyard, and she was like you know in the kitchen, and she saw and it was the bing pong like thing. Oh. she saw she she caught me crying essentially and no she thought it was the cutest thing and she hugged me did she save the tears in a jar yeah we could could sell those on the website I saved them (laughs) oh that's what that jar I took a sip of that if you're younger it was salty more powerful Mm, mm, what what is this bacon yeah Yeah. so sweet it was kind of like a rainbow's urine uh, rainbow's urine (laughs) I meant a unicorn but yes a rainbow's urine as well yeah rainbow's pee too Everybody poops, okay? Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, but also, I mean, how, you, at that point, you'd only been doing magic for how many months? Uh, eight months. That's what I'm talking about. It, it was a little arrogant. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was assertive, aggressive. It, it was. It, it was, uh, yeah. Bold. Uh, yeah. Um, but also, so when you applied again X amount of months later, I mean, did you change your routine up a lot? It like, was entirely different. I worked with... Uh, a master of magic named Siegfried Tiber, uh, who uh, recently fooled Penn and Teller. And oh, was he on Fool Us? He was on Fool Us. Oh, I love that show. And and fooled the pants off those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and we developed out an old CIA, or sorry, a routine based on the old CIA mind experiments. Ooh. So when the CIA, you know about MK Ultra. Oh when, yes, yes. When the CIA was trying to brainwash people and yeah, with with drugs. I mean, it's it's multi layered. Like yeah, you know, it wasn't just one experiment. It no. was it went on for decades. I was reading okay. today about how they ran a sex club in in Los Angeles. I'm oh, sorry, San Francisco, where they would dose patrons at the yes. sex club with LSD. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then film them and see what happens. I know, I know. it's so it's amazing. Like, it, it's it's one of those ones where it just adds so much fuel to those conspiracy theorists kind of stuff yes. where it's kind of just like, oh, like, oh, did you hear that they put LSD like in our water or something like that? They're like, haha, yeah, that's crazy talk. No, they actually did. Like, I mean, like, well, yeah, we actually, all this stuff. I mean, you look at Pizzagate. I don't know when this episode would air, but 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 you look at Pizzagate and it's absolutely crazy. And then you have Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, and yet yeah. maybe it's not so I, crazy. I, I know, I know. Pedophile Island and stuff um, like that. I was just reading up about that today, even. Like, <sighs> I was like, oi, Gavolt. You know, yeah. So I just finished this incredible book that is, I'm sure, complete fiction, but it's called Psychic Warrior by one of the uh, CIA's uh, or the defense agency's um, psychic warriors. You, you would, ever see the, the uh, was it, uh, Men Staring at Goats? That yes. movie? Yes. That, same story. That's what I'm, yeah, same that's, story. So that's what I'm talking, yeah. The, the messed up thing is the parts that aren't true are just how accurate he claims he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact yeah. is they were doing all no, these experiments. Try- Listen. It, it, and they, it, they're open it. They're like, yep, we tried it. Well, well, Didn't work. Well, well, yeah, why wouldn't you, though? Look, if you're the U.S. government, you, you'd throw some money at that, yeah. at that project. Like, yeah, look, what if it works? And what if it did? Yeah, exactly. And we just don't. No. I know. Another another freaking helicopter flying over. Yeah, but, the helicopter uh, is moving. Oh yeah, yeah. So yes. it must be a news chopper. <laughs> hey, all the news is fit to print. <laughs> Andy Deemer, Macaulay Culkin in the backyard. <laughs> um, 
But uh, um, but uh, yeah, no. But like, so apparently they also started doing that because the Russians, uh, the Russians did some propaganda kind of stuff where they said we're trying out some psychic remote viewing. They claimed huge success, and they had huge success. All and these so, kids, these it, neophytes in across Russia, and these it was children a, and of it was the a, corn. It was a complete lie. They were totally lying that they even had this program, Ugh. but now the U.S. had to do it because the Russians, they heard the Russians were doing yes. it, so that was literally the reason why they did it. So, well, the Russians are doing it, so we have to do it. And they actually took it seriously. They took it like, actually seriously. Like, and mm. I take it seriously as well. I, I try these experiments. and, <laughs> and <laughs> Really? Okay, okay, I mean, listen, everybody's trying to move something with their mind. Yes. Yes. Everyone's watched Star Wars. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Brenda moving... A pendulum with her mind. Oh yes, a week ago. Oh really? You, you were there. You were you were sitting oh, there. You oh were, yes, 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 yeah. It exactly. was above your hand. I did. I I honestly, I may have influenced a key bent in Max's hand, and <laughs> I may have influenced that key to bend through non uh, psychic means. Oh, I'm not that, telling well, you. Yuri Geller but, over here. Yeah. <laughs> but but the pendulum that was swinging over her hand, I had nothing to do yeah, with. Yeah. There you go. I know. I, believe you me. So. Yeah. No, she's magic. Yeah. Oh, she is. How, how do you feel? How do you feel about uh, Yuri Geller? I thought you were going to say, how do you feel about my girlfriend? Yeah, exactly. Uri uh, uh, Geller, I love him. Yeah, he, he's a, well, a master. See, see I, have a prob- I have a problem with him, and the same way that Penn and Teller have a problem with him, is that he presents his magic as if it's real. Uh-huh. And there's a pro- I have a problem with that. But what if it is real? There, there was uh, so the Seriously. amazing Randy has spent much <laughs> of amazing his Randy. Career, yes, no, I'm a much huge of his fan amazing of him. career uh, debunking what uh, Uri Geller. Yeah, uh, no, he, he does. actually he was one of those people who made me a skeptic and, and, and molded me into the skeptic I am today. But then, then people say, well, you know, what if ten percent of what he does is with his mind? Mm-hmm. Even if one percent, even if isn't that special enough? That would be amazingly special. It would be if it were true. But that's the that's the problem that I have, and that's the problem that, like, yeah, like I said, like the Penn and Teller kind of like types. It's that something have. I struggle with every day because my my magic is it's the illusion. It's, it's the, all illusion, about the illusion, but though. it's it's talking about these old CIA experiments that really did take place and may not have had the success rate that they have under my watchful command. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah. And it's a challenge that I do think about. Do I need to say I'm faking it all? No, but at but the same time, it's also yeah. I, I, I also do it with a wink and a smirk. And I think that's kind of that's the big difference. And a little bit of Jim from Taxi crazy. Yeah. Uh, or or Doctor Doctor Doc Brown Emmett Brown. Yes, crazy. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but but is it is that enough? Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go back to a dynamic ad right now um, because, yeah, whatever. It's this thing that I'm doing now where I'm I'm taking a break every 20-something minutes. All right, goodbye. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed that ad. Um, it'd be weird if it was, it was an good. ad for... Yeah, I'm yeah. to buy it. Wouldn't it be weird if it was an ad for my own show? That would be really weird. <laughs> like, buy my stuff. <laughs> you should. To, you look. should. Except the shop is down right now. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you can't. Well, Andy would know because Andy, Andy, I'm, we actually didn't specify. Like you work for Bunny Ears, like, you know, and yeah, you, you've been uh, streamlining. 
the things that we do. I try and streamline. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've had success in some places and, and failure in others, but it's all experiments. We're well, very yeah, lean no, at no, no, years. Not a lot of failures. I wouldn't put it that way. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> failure is okay in the modern doc, uh, era. Parlance. Era. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you fail forward. You fail faster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if, yeah. He's, he's been falling forward. It's been yeah. great. Yeah, you're hired. <laughs> Here's a man who falls forward. <laughs> very proudly. Very yeah, bold. Yeah. Bold. That's what I am. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's all the stuff that I have no idea about, to be honest. It's, well, I'm glad I'm there to take it off your shoulders. No, you take it off my shoulders and also teaching me about it, like kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, like just the way that the website looks and all kinds of Because also, I'm still a laptop user, you know, but like uh, most people who visit our site, bunnyears.com, uh, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're on their phones. They're on their phones. It's outrageous. They just scroll on their phones they'll and click. Scro and they'll phone scroll. It's very fancy. I know. It's very, yeah. it's very uh, yeah, we all have supercomputers in a pocket. I, lo I love the phone scrolling. Yeah. So, yeah, you've been streamlining and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, yeah, it's like, here's a guy who's like, whatever, like you write movies, you've moved to India, you, you, you've... You also just you now you work for Bunny Ears like you're you're all over the place. You're a magician. Like it's it's crazy. It's yeah. but crazy in a good way. But I'm happy. No, I, I mean yeah. I, I appreciate. It. Like I mean it's like the kind of crazy. I'm like yes, no, come 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 to Bunny Ears. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I think Bunny Ears attracts these very creative, very interesting people with dynamic backgrounds. I mean, mm -hmm. look at Sean. He, uh, yeah, yeah. Does comic books, yep. does TV shows. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. exactly. he's just all over this media. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so what's the craziest thing you've ever done? Oh, don't that you, want, yeah. that you want to talk about? No, exactly. You would happily talk about? No, 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 no. <laughs> No, no, no. It, it involves way too many drugs. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's, can't, can't go there. Yeah, see, the, the lady just closed the curtain. <laughs> she peeked out and was like, don't you dare. How dare you? Uh, um, but, uh, um, yeah, oh, okay, I guess, I guess I can ask you the same question. What's the craziest thing you've ever done? So um, that you, or rather, that you'd want to admit on a podcast. <laughs> I probably so I've been dating this girl in China for a couple months and it came time for us to take a trip and she said where do you want to go and I I said you know I think Kim Kim Jong-il Kim Il-sung whichever the the deer leader the okay. deer leader is about to die and I want to go to North Korea before he dies and I okay. want to see the mass games Jesus Christ all right <laughs> And so we had not traveled overseas at this point. We had, we had spent our entire relationship in China. And she said, you want to go to North Korea on a date? I said, it's going to be romantic. You're, so uh, you're so lucky because you're asking for it. I took, I took my girlfriend after a couple months. I guess we'd been dating for two months thinking about it. To North Korea. Okay, so it's still a fresh new thing. So she's actually kind of still willing to... Yeah, it's like that scene in Gone Girl where she like, talks about new girlfriend being the good new girl. Would she do it now? Now with the kid? No, no yeah, no, exactly. No. That's and also things have changed. In. I mean, I know I mean, some of the people in North Korea have have done. Some of the Americans have have gotten in trouble there. Well, that's what I'm talking. Looking at yeah, but that hadn't happened yet. Being a gaijin, looking at yeah, over yeah. there, like yeah, you don't need that. Like yeah. So so she agreed and. We called up the travel agency and they said, well, you have to go this weekend or you can't go at all because you're Americans. And after next weekend, you're banned. 
So we basically, we had, we had to collect a lot of money in, in cash, in dollar bills, U.S. currency, pay someone over a desk, all this money, who we'd never met before, in cash. Oh, that's so shady. And then they <laughs> gave us a, a two-hour lecture on everything we could and could not do. Because you had to go with a tour guide absolutely everywhere, right? And not one tour guide. We had three tour guide minders, mm-hmm. a driver... And like, then at certain places, we would be followed by secret police. Yeah, don't leave your room unless oh, yeah. blank. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, we could leave the room. And we could go to karaoke bars. But <laughs> they'd put us, yeah, and we could play golf, and we could uh, go shoot pool and pl- go bowling. But they would lock us on an island at night. And we couldn't leave the island. The guards on the island were pointed in, not out. Yeah, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, that was a little... That's fucking crazy. That's probably crazy. Yeah. No, cause, uh, uh, I, I had another friend. Actually, Stu. He went yeah. to North Korea. Stu went to North Korea. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are you thinking? I mean, honestly, what the fuck were you thinking, Andy? Dean, I, right? I, well, <laughs> we got to see the mass games. I, uh, Stu probably saw the mass games as well. This is 50,000, no, 75,000 people performing synchronized acrobats. Acrobatics, uh, starving people. For uh, <laughs> no, I think because they get to live in the capital capital city, and are good acrobats, they are not starving. But they do have to practice over concrete floors. Mm-hmm, They're yep. all little children. Yeah. So when they do the flip and miss, I'm, I'm sure the government pays for their foot and hip surgery later on in life. You know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, believe me, I'm a former dancer. I know. I know what happens to your body when you do things like that. You know. Yeah. I'm, I'm You're s- a former dancer. Yes. I'm How a, did I'm, I miss this? I'm a classically trained ballet dancer. I was a dancer before I was an actor, really. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I was... Do you still bow? No, 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 no. Think, think it was. It's almost like a thank God I got out of it kind of thing because it was um, the acting thing started paying more. I guess it was wow. really what it was. But yes, no, I danced at Lincoln Center. I was, uh, you know, I was a classically trained belly dancer. I went to the School of American Ballet for a number of I years. I keep thinking you're saying belly dancer. Belly dancer. <laughs> a belly dancer. I'm a classically trained belly dancer. But yeah, no, I, I performed at Lincoln Center for for a number mm. of seasons and so forth. Looking That's at, wonderful. Oh yeah, believe me, I, I used to be able to put cigarette butts out on the bottom of my feet. Like that's like that's what it does. That's how calloused up they oh, were. Oh yeah, yeah. No, even to this day, like Incredible. yeah, it just like yeah, okay. like I, I can still kind of do it. Looking at him. and that and this is from years that's ago. A good party this, this is from when I was like you know like I stopped the last time I did it when I was, I was like maybe about twelve or thirteen, and I can uh-huh. still kind of do it. Looking at yeah, believe me, I have a lot of like I've you know because when you're on that scene, like I actually know a couple of other dancers and like yeah, no hip replacement surgery. They're not even like they're barely thirty. Oh. And oh, like that kind gosh. of stuff. Like, yeah. no, it really, it does a number on you being like, you know, an acrobat, being a and ballet so dancer. Being one of those in a country with very little health care and yeah. concrete where, floors where, yeah. instead where, where, of where, nice where, mats. Yeah, you, where you drink, a, you, you drink a grass soup for dinner. Like, yeah, yeah no wonder. No, 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 they didn't drink grass. They would take us to these incredible restaurants. Oh, I'm sure they would. palatial restaurants. Every table would be set with, with so much food. We'd yep. be the only only customers there. I know. No, I know. It's. Yeah. Uh, did you ever it see? It was a little too similar to that Seth Rogen. I was moment. just about to say, did you ever see the interview? That's it exactly was, where it I was, was going. The interview. I'm not going to say his name, but but there's there's a New Yorker who I met in North Korea. He's a um, 
a six foot six, I think, Abraham Lincoln impersonator tuba player. <laughs> uh, Honestly, I, and, I love every word that and you just human said. Human genetics professor at Columbia. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I don't even have to name him at this point. And competitive eater. Uh, yeah, he was in the. He was. He introduced Kobayashi to the dipping technique. Ah, oh, there you go. Um, so, I, so I met him in a karaoke bar in, in Pyongyang. And All right. Talking to him, I said, oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a small world. Yeah, you should watch this movie, Poultry Geist. You'll love it. And he said, Poultry Geist, I have two copies on DVD. <laughs> and I was at the premiere. Isn't that amazing? So I, I knew we would be uh, you know, yeah. great, great friends. Yeah. But he... How, why, why, why did I get on to him? Oh, the interview. The interview. Yeah. So, so some of the reviews of the interview said that Seth Rogen was based on this guy. Uh, because okay. this guy learned to play basketball and then won an auction so that he could play Dennis Rodman in basketball. Over that game of horse that they played, mm, he yeah. convinced Dennis to, send, to bring him to North Korea as his official translator with the cute leader. So when is that like because uh, he's been there a couple of times, Dennis Rodman. So were you talking about when he brought the whole team over? This yeah, this was the second time the Patty Power trip when he brought the whole team over. Oh okay, yeah. Which is have you actually watched that that press conference that Dennis Rodman gave for that? No, it's kind of amazing. He's he is all over the place okay, because he's very sane and centered. Oh, that's exactly what it is. He is definitely not drunk. And he's definitely... He yeah. doesn't drink. He's so... <laughs> yeah, no, he's to- completely sure. sober. And uh, yeah, uh, um, it, honestly, it's very, very special. It really, really is. Uh, um, yes, uh, I actually recommend... I wouldn't recommend stopping this podcast and watching it, but I would recommend watching it after this podcast. Okay, I, I will. Uh, I will. I'm going to stop this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to watch it right yeah, now. You're going to watch it right now. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, no, it's... Yeah, I mean, look, look. I actually kind of see where Dennis Rodman's coming from when it comes to all of this kind of stuff. Where it's like, listen, I'm trying to bridge the gap mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, where it's like I'm trying to kind of help slowly westernize this communist country and so forth. Yeah. but really, it's Dennis Rodman, though. Dennis Rodman and and Donald Trump, but and it's also but at the it's same also time? and it's also using him as a piece of propaganda on that end as well kind of thing like yeah so it's yeah. like Dennis Rodman's actually kind of being also used as a bit of a tool because I mean he can be a bit of a tool <laughs> yes yeah I mean yeah. just as a person like yeah yeah I, I don't know him so I can't say but yeah no, but, me neither but still I'm just watching him it's like oh he's, a, he's just you know sometimes he can be a tool it, but at the same time it would be wonderful you know I'm not a great fan of Dennis Rodman I'm not a great fan of other people involved in North Korean politics right now but let's just say Dennis Rodman and this other guy, this this orange guy, together <laughs> opened up North Korea by yeah. some weird stroke of luck. Right? That wouldn't that be that amazing? That would be wonderful. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like kind of like, I have like mixed feelings about the WWE doing stuff in Saudi Arabia. Have you heard about like all no, this kind of stuff? I They've been doing shows over there, and also they're getting paid a buttload of money. And it kind of really does feel like a bit of a propaganda kind of thing on you know Saudi Arabia's part, where like, mm-hmm. oh, like you know, see, you know, women can still kind of drive, you know, and like, oh, and like, look, look, yeah. we have westernized wrestling over here. But at the same time, and you know, it's like, oh, see, we're westernizing our country, but then yeah. also at the same time, it's also it's. It, you you're also backing a really funky Tricky. regime, you know. Yeah. I mean, b- back in high school, I was uh, really into the ANC, the African National Congress, and used to do a lot of protests and demonstrations with the ANC. And in, in London, at South Africa House, we had the the world's longest 24-hour protest 
and it was at that point it's like 10 well or how can years. it be the longest 24-hour protest yeah, uh, 24, 24 hours a day. Oh, gotcha. Yes. The longest non-stop protest. <laughs> Wouldn't the longest 24-hour protest be exactly 24 hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're more 24 hours than you. Okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. No, no, this was uh, 10 years or 20 years, I forget. <laughs> cross, cross the international date um, line. <laughs> and and uh, one of our things was we England should not be playing cricket against South Africa or with South Africa. We should not engage them in any Cause, sports. Because during that time, it was apartheid was still was still active. Was still fully functional yeah, yeah. and horrible and um, or dysfunctional. And we would people would come up and start street ball, brawls with us over this stance. It wasn't about ending apartheid. It wasn't about um, our, our protest or the fact that, that we were the working with the ANC. It was the fact that we didn't want sports to happen. Yeah, yeah. With South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a touchy subject. It's, it's that thing where it's like, okay, are you encouraging them by just simply yeah. engaging them? Or by engaging them, are you changing the, the hearts and minds? It's, it's uh, yeah, I'm not smart enough to answer that question. Yeah, me neither. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and like, we're both obviously very stupid people here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, what it, have it, we done? Yeah, yeah. So, it makes sense that we, you know, couldn't solve, you know, the world's ills right now. Right, right? now. Yeah. But if you ran for president in 2020, mm-hmm. <laughs> think of how we could change that. Well, listen, I, I, I am, uh, I think, uh, 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 the cast of Home Alone, too, I, I think I'm a little more qualified than Donald Trump is to be president. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> At least you said the name first. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Oh, Evey, we, 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 let's not even go down that road. Because no, the be, no. the best way to alienate half your audience is to talk anything about politics. Yeah, no matter what, you're gonna alienate at least forty percent of your it's audience. True. Yeah, and so yeah, we don't really talk a lot of politics here on the the Bunniest Podcast. Sean, uh, cut that bit as well. <laughs> I don't know if Sean actually cuts these bits or if they get heard, but listeners. Tune out for that bet. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, no. God, God bless everybody. How about that? How God bless America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, look. Uh, well, you probably didn't bring any magic tricks, did you? Uh, I have some cards, but I don't think that would be very fun on the air. I know. I was going to say it's the same thing that happened before. <laughs> it's the same thing that happened. It's like I, thought that, I thought that thing that it was mind reading. It was mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. picturing a place. Yeah, um, exactly. And it was also you picked a place that uh, I'd actually been. That I'd no, I at. didn't pick any place. You did. It's true. I'm just saying, a place was picked, and a it happened to be. Picked. Well, you you. By Mac, that that was not purposeful. That Mac picked a place that he yeah. had been before. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. That that I had lived for a number of years. No, actually, like yeah, you know, flip through the whole thing, and next thing you know, it's in Paris, France. And beautiful. yeah, yeah, and uh, there you go. That's that's where I used to live. So, uh, um, all right. Uh, do you want to plug any social media stuff or anything like that? Things that you do? No, no, no. You can follow me on nothing. nothing? Instagram, sure. Instagram, Andy Deemer, D E E M E R. Oh, yeah. There you go. And uh, I am. Uh, um, let's see. I am uh, Incredible Kulk on the Twitters, and I'm also Kulkamania. Uh, on the Instagrams. Sorry, I'm I'm being distracted right now because I'm trying to find my my own phone number. I always do this at the end of every episode. I'm like, eh, well, I always forget my own phone number. But you should leave us a uh, voicemail because we will play them at the end, and they're super adorable. 
Uh, okay, it is 845-393-4629. That's 845-EZE-HOAX. Uh, so yeah, leave us a voicemail. How do you not remember that? E-Z-E hoax. I know. Well, I, need to, so I need to read the real number first. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah. So, uh, leave us a voicemail. It's freaking hilarious. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll play it. Listen, keep them relatively short, though. Like you guys that like leave like two five minute long ones, we're not gonna play those. Uh, but you know, keep it short and pithy. There you go. We can do it. And come see me at the Magic Castle. Yes, come, come to the see Magic Andy Castle. Andy Deemer performing Magic at the I guess castle. I, I, we we just went like uh like what like a week ago, you know, and it was it was great. It was, it was great. Fun. It, it was, was fun. it was it was fun. It was fun as balls. Is what it was. And balls are fun. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, yeah, we had a ball and a biscuit. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, no, yeah, it's good reason to dress up and yeah, yeah see see some magic and everything like that. Andy Deemer, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Macaulay. Thanks for telling me about your life. Uh, have a good night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have a good life. Yeah, good, 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 good life, good night. Yeah. All right, bye. We're always getting voicemails. Calling from Maine. Podcast. Keep it up. Bye. Hi, Max. This is Max. Um, just calling from work because I have literally nothing else to do. Anyway, I'm calling because I have a really, really bad joke for you. What does Satan do to relax? He takes a Bielsa bubble bath. Have a good weekend. <laughs> I fuck you too. Hey, I am getting sick and tired of all this bullshit that's going on out there. It's just civil war is gonna happen because it's just too much bullshit. Okay, bye. Macaulay, Mitch in Milwaukee. Saw you were here recently. Thanks for the heads up. Uh, really appreciate the uh, text. Um, really appreciate the podcast. Doing a great job. Keep up the good work. And uh, try not to suck too many dicks. Tom Green uh, was hilarious. Thanks. Bye. Find me, gag me, take me to the bunny ranch. You are freaking lumberjack! Oh, my God.